Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Sorry we took the week off last week for the Thanksgiving holiday. Got some turkey in us, got some fixins, got some sides, probably got some desserts too. I'm Mike O'Brien here with Nick Hart. How was your Thanksgiving, Nick? It was great. I'm not sorry we took the week <laughs> off because I spent it stuffing my face. I actually went over a friend's actually for Thanksgiving because of our game schedule. I didn't really get a chance to go home with my family because we played Wednesday and then right. uh, Friday again. So I hung out with a friend here in town, and because um, they're vegetarians, they did a quote-unquote non-traditional Thanksgiving. All of the sides were still accounted for, your mashed potatoes, stuffing, things like that. Um, but – uh, my buddy's girlfriend made a lasagna that was actually divine. Really? Yeah. So I had a Thanksgiving lasagna with like mushrooms, onions, jalapenos. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly. So this was not like your standard lasagna, but it was really good. So I had a non-traditional Thanksgiving, but still with mashed potatoes, which are, and don't any of you ever forget it, the number one headliner at Thanksgiving. I had a more traditional Thanksgiving, so I might say just your traditional Thanksgiving, yes. but it still goes back to my Boston Market three sides theory. Where I love the sides. So, I mean, yeah, you gotta love the sides, but and I'm okay with those being the headliners. It's like it's a good summer festival concert. Anyway, anyway, let's move on to hockey. Yes, the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Penguins. Well, we talked a little bit about this during the two-man advantage that we filmed earlier this week, but. A ton of changes at the goaltending position yeah. up in Pittsburgh and now down here in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. I mean, you look at the goaltending tandems to start off in Pittsburgh, Matt Murray, Anthony Emmy. Here in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. Now in Pittsburgh, it is Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. <laughs> and here we have Colin Stevens and Sean McGuire. So this is a scenario that you not say you could see playing out, but it was a possibility, and it has played out like that with Niemi just not working out with the Penguins organization and Matt Murray getting hurt Monday against the Philadelphia Flyers. So uh, this is where we're at. And Casey and Tristan, now the tandem up in Pittsburgh. We've seen Tristan Jari have success. We hope that Casey Smith is able to have success as well after a tough NHL debut in which, well, it wasn't the Pittsburgh Penguins night against the Winnipeg Jets, that's for sure. But talking to Casey, it's like, well, I got that out of the way. There's no nerves now. The next start should go a bit better. Yeah, and Casey DeSmith is convinced that he actually set an NHL record <laughs> for fastest goal against to start an <laughs> NHL career. When he got thrown in the net, Blake Wheeler came down and completed the hat trick right away. I don't think Casey DeSmith holds that record because the NHL is 100 years old. Somebody has had to got scored on quicker than that. It just has to be the case. But, yeah, Casey DeSmith says – the nerves are out of the way. There will be no butterflies. He'll be good to go. And besides, he hasn't started a game in the NHL yet. So his first NHL start will hopefully mark a more ceremonious beginning to his NHL career. But yeah, Jari and DeSmith, the tandem up in Pittsburgh. Sean McGuire and Colin Stevens, the pairing between the pipes for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. We saw Sean McGuire reassigned by Pittsburgh from Wheeling to Wilkes-Barre Scranton earlier this week. And he's been really good this season. All reports are is that he's done really well, an 8-3-0 record, a 9-10 save percentage. His goals against average is over three, but Clark Donatelli says, you know, it's kind of hard to judge goaltenders by the stats at the ECHL level. Yep. He coached there for a long time. Sometimes there can just be, you know, not one or two catastrophic mistakes a game. It could be an entire period where teams are just making mistake after mistake, uh, and that really puts the goaltenders in a tough spot. Yeah. But given that McGuire has that 9-10 save percentage and an 8-3-0 record, 
that looks good on paper, and the reports are as he's been every bit as good as those numbers would suggest for the Nailers this year. So that's promising news for the Penguins. And he probably would have been up here earlier if not for the fact that Casey Smith was the number one goaltender here in Wilkes-Barre Grant. They wanted him to get the majority of starts. It doesn't make sense to bring McGuire up and not play. Yeah, furthermore, whenever the Penguins first signed Colin Stevens to a PTO, Sean McGuire was hurt. So he had to work his way back from injury. And then as soon as he got healthy, well, you're not going to call up McGuire right away. You want him to, you know, get back into game motion. The perfect place to do that is starting games for the Wheeling Nailers. Once he got those games going, he got his game in shape. His game looked good. And now, given the situation that the Penguins currently have, well, it looks like it's going to be McGuire time pretty soon. It looks like it's going to be McGuire time pretty soon. Colin Stevens had an interesting week because he was originally – let go or released from his PTO to head back to Wheeling. But then once Matt Murray was injured, Casey Smith got called up to Pittsburgh. Stevens basically makes a U-turn from Wheeling back to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So that's the tandem right now. But in terms of other updates for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, Garrett Wilson is back. He should be a welcome presence at forward for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins after tending to a family matter back in Ontario last week. And you know, you're missing Tom Gustafus. You're missing Tom Sestito. Garrett Wilson a big body that likes to stand in front of the net. And maybe his return can help out a power play that's struggled to find the back of the net lately. Yeah, it has. Garrett Wilson's contributions uh, to this team, first of all, go beyond the score sheet. He is considered part of that leadership core. Um, he's not exactly a loud voice in the locker room. He's not a get-up-and-scream, rah-rah kind of guy. But he knows when to speak up. He knows when to say the right things. And he can be a bit of a calming presence to some of the younger guys, too. It's great to have him back in the locker room for that reason. Two, like you said, net front presence, big body. I was talking to him earlier this week after missing pretty much a week plus of practices and no games. He can't wait to just get out there and play a game. He's itching to get out there. I imagine he's going to be a wrecking ball on the first few shifts of this game on Friday against the Milwaukee Admirals. And then maybe he does just provide a little extra something to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins power play getting dirty in front of the net, being good in puck retrieval so that the team actually has a chance to set things up so that the opponent can't disrupt the entry and then just flip it out of the zone quickly. Garrett Wilson's really good at getting in there on the attack, on the forecheck, laying a hit, but then putting the puck in a position for either himself or a teammate to scoop it up and calmly set up the power play. Then he goes to the front of the net. We'll see if it actually translates to the ice the way that we hope it will, but... A big addition back for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, without a doubt, and Garrett Wilson. So he returns, and the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins decor largely healthy heading into the weekend as well. And we see the Rochester Americans coming into town on Saturday. But before that, it's the Milwaukee Admirals. The first time they have made a trip to Wilkes-Barre Scranton since you got to go back to the 2001-2002 season for the regular season. Yep. But, of course, there were a couple meetings a few years after that in a series that Penguins fans aren't too fond to recall. No, I mean, it was another exciting playoff run for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. you got to give it that. But they ultimately fell in the 2004 Calder Cup Final to the Milwaukee Admirals. Different logo, different colors, different affiliation back then for Milwaukee. But they're back now, first time since 2004. And it's good to see these teams coming around. We talked about this a little bit in the preseason, but... You know, it, it's exciting to get these new teams coming into Mohegan Sun Arena, getting to, from the broadcaster's perspective, call new names, see new players, see new talent. From the fans' perspective, just see something new on the ice, new uniforms. Just, I don't know, there's just something more 
fun about playing a different team. And now that Milwaukee's here, we get to experience that. And we'll head out there in March as yep. part of a three-game Midwest trip that takes the Penguins through Rockford, Milwaukee, and who am I forgetting? Grand right Rapids. Now? Grand Rapids. All, all teams that the Penguins haven't played in pretty much a, a decade plus. And now they're on the schedule this year, these Western Conference teams. Friday also marks the return of former Penguins forward Trevor Smith, mm -hmm. the captain for the Milwaukee Admirals, and Harry Zolnerchuk, who skated with Wilkes-Barre-Scranton during the 2013-14 season and, to my knowledge, still has one of the best goal celebrations <laughs> in the history of the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins. His enthusiasm for Zach Sill playoff goal versus St. John's Ice Caps is still one of my favorites. So the Admirals in town on Friday, the Rochester Americans come to Northeastern Pennsylvania on Saturday and basically it's a return of not only assistant coach Chris Taylor and L. Helms, the Rochester Americans, their head coach in first year for the red, white, and blue, but I mean the bevy of former Penguins that have been snatched up by Jason Botterill and Randy Sexton now the general managing tandem for the Buffalo Sabres and Rochester Americans. Yeah, the connections are all over the place for the Rochester Americans on the ice and in the front office. Just uh, guys that were with the Penguins as recently as last year, like you mentioned, Jason Botterill. Randy Sexton was the Penguins' director of amateur scouting last year. He's the GM of the Rochester Americans now. Chris Taylor was an assistant for Clark Donatelli's staff. He's now the head coach in Rochester. Five players, Kevin Porter, Barry Goer, Stuart Percy, Sahir Gill, and Adam Krause now donning those Amherst uniforms as well. Um, we'll see if all or two or three, how many of those five former Penguins will be suiting up in their old home at Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza. But this Amherst team is pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty good. They were limited to just one goal and an overtime loss last night. But otherwise, they've scored four or more goals in 10 of 20 games so far. They put up a 10 spot last weekend. They had a touchdown, an extra point a couple weeks before that. So they can score in bunches. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. We talk about the Rochester Americans jokingly as Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Penguins North. It reminds me of the New Jersey Devils and how people huh. were calling them the Pittsburgh Penguins East after Ray Last Shiro. Year, yeah. Yeah, Ray Shiro was hired as their general manager. John Hines went there as head coach. Elaine Nasjean as assistant coach. Tom Fitzgerald goes there as well. Dan McKinnon from the hockey operations staff. So it's just funny. Hockey is such a small world. And when you see people leave the Penguins organization to head to other opportunities, always bring some bodies and some personnel with them. Yeah, exactly. And it's not even at the NHL level. Like, it spans wide and far. You can even look at juniors. Um, I'll use an example, uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the Philadelphia Flyers organization. They have some really close ties to the Blainville Bravi and Armada in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Well, no surprise how Danique Martel ended up with the Philadelphia Flyers slash Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He played for Blainville Bravi and in junior. Like, there's things like that that you might not notice at first, but when you start to dig in, you realize like, oh, no wonder that team ended up with that player or that coach ended up with that general manager. It's funny. It's just funny the six degrees of separation happens in hockey. And it's going to be fun to see guys like perhaps Kevin Porter, Barry Goer, Sahir Gill coming back. And what a season it's been for Sahir Gill so far. He is really a blossomed here in the first couple yes. months of the season now second on the team in points with 15 points on nine goals and six assists let me look it up <laughs> six goals nine assists sorry okay. reverse those but cj smith he seems to be the the man leading the offense for the rochester americans a former teammate of dylan zink at umass lowell 
yeah, this Americans team has found offense from different places, guys on American Hockey League contracts, undrafted free agents out of college, and then some of those guys that have been around for a long time, guys like Kevin Porter going back home again to the same organization that drafted him 10 years ago, 10-plus years ago, drafted by the Buffalo Sabres, goes about his career, now goes back to Rochester and Buffalo. He's a significant part of their offense and leadership core. It's interesting, the team that they've put together, and they're having early season success. Let's go back to Milwaukee real yes. quick because – You and I are on the same page. I yeah. know where you're going. <laughs> we were getting prepared for the Penguins facing off against the AHL wins leader in net, Anders Lindback. But Nashville makes a really goaltending switch here on Thursday with Anders Lindback going up to the Predators and UC Soros coming down the Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, pick your poison right there in net. Yeah, exactly. Lindback, I will say the biggest difference, though, is size. That's the most glaring one that you'll notice right out of the gate. Lindback's huge. He's gigantic. He's 6'6", pushing 6'7". Um, sort of a modern goaltender in that sense. Goalies just seem to be growing bigger and bigger and bigger. UC Saros is an outlier. Uh, I believe he's under 6 feet. If he is listed at 6 five eleven. He yeah, that might be a generous 5'11", too. But... He's so athletic. He's so good at reading the play. His reflexes are just lightning quick. Unbelievable, uh, the athlete that UC Saros is. Um, I'm really excited to see him play. This is going to be the first time, actually, that assuming he does play on Friday night, that I'll get to see UC Saros up close and personal. I'm not counting the AHL All-Star Classic last year in Allentown. I'm talking about real game action. I've watched Saros from afar for a long time, watching him win a gold medal with Finland. Uh, the World Juniors a couple years ago, watching him become one of the best goaltenders in the American Hockey League the past two, two seasons. I believe he was on the all-rookie team two years ago as a goaltender. All-rookie team with a record of nine, tw excuse me, 28. All-rookie team with a record of 29 and 8 back in 2015-16. And all I did last year was go 13 and 2 for the Admirals with a 1.86 goals against a 93.4 save percentage. Oh, yeah. He spent 21 games in the NHL with the Nashville Predators. Yeah, he got firmly called up to Nashville to the point where Predators fans were panicking if he was going to be available to Las Vegas in the expansion draft. Well, because he was only second year on his entry-level contract, he hadn't burned that third year yet. He was not eligible for the expansion draft, but it seemed to be a running joke with Tennessee and beat reporter Adam Vignan. Every day he had to put out a tweet no, UC Saros is not available in the expansion draft <laughs> because Predators fans fell in love with the young man because, once again, he's so small, but he works so hard. He's a, a thrill to watch, finds ways to keep the puck out of the net. Um, but he's gone through some growing pains this season. Uh, those saves haven't come as frequently for him. In Nashville, battled a bit of an injury, actually came back to Milwaukee for two games earlier in the season. Didn't when they go well. Yeah, they tried to have him get his groove back, and they – didn't exactly go well. His first game back in the American Hockey League this year, he gave up a five spot to the Cleveland Monsters. Well, now that he's been officially assigned and Anders Lindback is up in Nashville, he went home again, too, to the same organization that he found his trade with a couple years ago in the NHL, the Nashville Predators. Um, we'll see what Saros has in store. I'm really excited to watch him play. I think he's a special talent, but right now his confidence just isn't there. We'll see if he turns it around against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins or if Wilkes-Barre Scranton can take advantage of a goalie whose mental state isn't uh, where it should be. Well, we hope all good things for players usually, and I hope he does turn around just after Friday, of course. Yeah. He can turn around sometime after that. So we're going to take a break here on the Penguins podcast. When we return, we'll be joined by our special guest. We sit down with defenseman Zach Trotman, all coming up, so don't go away.
Hello and welcome back on the Wilkes-Barre Strength and Amateur Podcast. As promised, we are now joined by this week's special guest, Penguins defenseman Zach Trotman. Zach, thanks for joining us today. I understand that you've just gotten into the podcast genre. Now you're on a podcast, but I guess the first question is, what are you listening to in your early meanderings in the podcast yes. world? I was jumping around a little bit yesterday. Um, I've been watching a lot of Joe Rogan stuff. His comedy is pretty funny to me. Right. Uh, he loves MMA fighting and stuff, and he's big into, you know, kind of nutrition and exercising, but he's also a comedian, so it's a pretty entertaining listen. Um, he, he's, got a, he's got a weird career arc. He does. Yeah. Stand-up comedian to begin with. I remember seeing him back, you know, back in the day on HBO specials, and now he's the ringside commentator <laughs> for MMA. As, While as doing do. stand-up. While, While doing stand-up. Stand right. Yeah, exactly. It, it, was, it was one of those things, like, the first time I saw Joe Rogan at, like, an MMA event or something like that, I had to, like, double-check. <laughs> like, I pulled out my phone, like, is this the same yeah. Joe Rogan? But it is. <laughs> it's always the same Joe Rogan. He's, there's only one he's Joe all Rogan. over the place he's just yeah. got that voice too that's like very like cartoony it's very like animated so you can like what i don't care what he's talking about i can just sit there and like listen just for hours he it does just, have a very unique yeah. voice and he gets like he, yeah he's very he's just like into it all the time so. he's fun i love to stand up comedy yeah um i'm not really into his mma yeah, ringside I announcing i don't watch a lot of mma are you an mma guy? i'm not i'm not a bit like i like I've done some of like the rolling and some like sparring and stuff. Like I enjoy doing it, but as far as watching two guys go and try and kill each other, it's not the best thing for me. <laughs> no, not into it. Not yeah. into it at all. Uh, um, well, thanks for joining us here today, oh, thanks and thanks for coming on the podcast. I guess let's start off with you a little bit in that you go to your hockey DB or EliteProspects.com profile. You see Carmel, Indiana. So Carmel, Indiana, born but Michigan raised. Uh, yeah, so I was. Born in Carmel, we lived um, like a little bit south of Indianapolis for about 13 years. Okay. So I, we kind of moved to Michigan um, right around middle school time. So I kind of consider Michigan a little bit more home, I guess, where like I was teen, raised. Those are your teen yeah. years? Yeah, like you kind of start actually realizing what's happening in life around that time. So <laughs> formative years. <laughs> you know, 13 years old, right when you know everything in the it's world. Like, maybe everything didn't click for me until like two years ago. But <laughs> for the most part, I, I grew up in Michigan, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Novi? Novi? Yeah, I was okay. in Novi, Novi High School. Um, then obviously went to College Lake State, so I was in Michigan again. Um, my parents didn't move back to Indy until uh, four or five years ago, maybe. I feel like Novi is one of those hockey town joys kind of come across like oh that player's from novi that player's from Novi. there are a lot it's within that little region there's like livonia um mm -hmm. canton farmington northville novi they're all it seems like there's a lot of hockey a lot of hockey players around there who any names we know oh boy northville was uh kevin porter i believe porter yes. um who's, i know there's a couple of guys from canton i think Ru well rusty's from michigan right, right. he's pontiac uh, michigan yeah novi or yeah. pontiac depending yeah. on i mean what summers is, summers is from there he's from ann arbor yeah um Tenorti, is Tenorti from? He's from, from Minnesota. 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 He's from Minnesota. His wife's from Fenton. Um, so basically, all roads run it through all Michigan. Back. Yeah. Hunwick's, Hunwick's from Michigan. He lives in Michigan. Like, okay. There's a lot of guys that were in the organization that were skating together in the summers. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Now, you went to you went to Lakes Up. So you stayed in Michigan. But was there any maybe possibilities of you know, UMich or Michigan State, or was it kind of Lakes Up <laughs> from the get go? Yeah. Uh, I came out of midgets actually with like uh, quite a bit of attention, um, and then I was supposed to go play in the USHL, got drafted. Kind of, it was during my senior year of high school, so it kind of like they had my rights. They put me on their five-man protected list, so I couldn't play there. So I was like, either go to juniors or stay in high school and play another year of midgets. And so obviously, I wanted to go play juniors. Um, so once I didn't make the USHL, for some reason, all the big schools just dropped off. I don't know what happened, and <laughs> they just kind of disappeared. 
So uh, Lake State was on the radar early. I wanted to play um, Division One as a true freshman. Um, that was big to me. So they came in, offered. I went out, saw the school, got to see some of the guys, loved it. And then, uh, yeah, that was, that's it from there on. There's been a nice kind of slate of Lake Sup defensemen that have come through the organization. There's you. There's Kevin Churchman before that. Alexi. Steve Alexi. Yeah. He actually took me on my visit. Uh, oh, come on. Yeah, he took me on my visit because he was, he was a senior the year before I was coming in. So uh, when I went up there, he was the one that took me out and showed me everything. Showed you the town. Yeah. Yep. Any highlights <laughs> that you could talk about? Rather uneventful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's unfortunate, too, because, like, college is such a fun time and, like, being able to go in and kind of, like, go out with the guys is, like, a, obviously a huge thing and seeing yeah. what it's like. When you go to visit in college, usually it's during the season, or even if it's not during the season, then no one's really there. So, like, we went up there, and it's, like, the middle of the week, and, like, guys have, like, homework and stuff. So, guys like, do you want to go out? And I was like, I don't really care. Like, I wasn't <laughs> even – I mean, I was 18 at the time, too, so I, not much you can do. Yeah. Like, wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. Of course, Steve <laughs> Alexi, a guy who didn't drink his first drop of alcohol until he drank out of the Stanley Cup. Cup. Right, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> So maybe not the guy. He probably entertain himself still, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. He's, Steve-o, yeah. he's the guy that's always out and still having fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You always have to dive into the bottle to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. we've, t- we've taken away nothing else from this podcast today. <laughs> that, that lesson. That piece of that advice. Piece you of don't have, have to, to drink it. to have a good time. Exactly. The, the more you know. Listen up, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you said that you were garnering a bit of a attention uh, back in midgets and stuff like that, even though you had those other – ideas you wanted to play junior you wanted to go to college as a true freshman and things like that but you're a pretty big guy right now when we had one of your lakes up teammates kevin churchman on er earlier in the season he was saying he was a bit of a late bloomer he was a real short guy he only Mm -hmm. sprouted up kind of late were you always a big physically developed young man i no i was definitely a little bit later my height came very quickly i was always very tall Mm -hmm. um and somehow managed to keep a little bit of athleticism in there but um i didn't really like I, I think I've put on five or ten pounds every year since I was really a sophomore or junior in high school. Like I was probably 175 pounds my sophomore year, and by the end of high school, I think I was up around 200. And then every year, it just kind of kept going up. Now I'm like 230 or something. So I definitely I did not you're really you're playing. You got your playing weight right now. This is the heaviest I've ever been, actually. Yeah. yeah. I came normally. I go into camp like 210, 215. Last year, I came in like 220, 225, and then by the end of camp, I'm down to like 205. I'll be below 210, and this year it's just staying. So that's good. I think I just finally it's like your body's like, hey, you're a man. You're, big <laughs> you're now. a man now. You're big now. You, you can have that. We'll let you keep it. You're, you're a man now. Yeah, you you're all grown up. You can keep this now. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Though. Yeah, find out probably. When games. the weight stops Game. dropping, I think it's like a, uh-oh. <laughs> Game. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a time where like, hey, metabolism, where did you go? Like, I remember we used to have a good little thing going oh, on here man. where I eat wherever I, I, I've I wanted. I've been so hard for the first 20 years of your life. Yeah. I'm shutting it down now. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, my body's like, no, no more ice cream, but you're done. Cool. <laughs> it was a good run. It was. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure Mike Joyce doesn't listen to this. Strength <laughs> and conditioning coach for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Uh, before you came to the Penguins, I want to talk a little bit of hockey because yeah. you were a part of the Bruins organization. And seemingly those postseason meetings that came every single year between Wilkes-Barre Scranton and Providence, uh, you were on – the other side of those always always sorry <laughs> always. i don't want to rehash some <laughs> tough memories but uh what i remember from those unbelievable battles those games were wars every and i think that that's what like and i don't we might have only won one series against you guys i think i don't know if we won I don't no think, the first the, se- the first series providence won against yeah. wilkes barre was last year yeah 
Oh, really? Yeah, so we yeah. lost all those series. Yes. yes. Yeah. Sorry about so that. So I would imagine <laughs> that a big cause of you guys not moving on from there would be that series alone. Because I don't think – I mean, I've, I've played in a couple other series, and even against Hershey or uh, Hartford when we played them. Um, they were – I mean, the games were battles. Obviously, you have the triple OT and stuff that gets thrown in there. But it's not the same. Like, I think both teams play a very similar style. So, like, you're just right on top of each other the whole game, and everything's a battle. Yeah. I, I remember watching – as as physical as it was but i look at your roster for some of those oh. series i mean you had chris bork you had a uh, christian hansen then there was also kokochev when he came spinning that puck spooner, around spooner griffith, griffith. zarna came later and but then the, the d the first year we had barkowski miller krug wasowski me i can't remember who else was on miller there. millers were around i think at that point where kevin millers miller around? was colin yeah. miller wasn't yet okay he was traded for later on but yeah i mean and then I think a lot of those guys, like three, two or three of them, ended up getting called up, and then one got hurt, and it was depleted. But yeah, it was yeah that some of those teams we had down there were pretty, pretty uh, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> there that, was just no other way to put uh, it. Yeah, I guess. the names you just rattled off of that decor, pretty much every guy on that list has had a good chunk of NHL games yeah. to his name too. Oh, yeah. that's a that's a pretty good decor. Yeah, yeah. including yourselves. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Spending some time up in Boston, how was playing at the Garden? That's just one of the. I it, know it's not the same Garden, but that's just one of those quintessential hockey cities and buildings what yeah. was that like uh, when you're winning it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> when you're losing oh boy hold on to your seatbelt yeah. yeah no it's the fans are really passionate and it's something you can appreciate when you're when you go in there and like if, if the team has a good first period or a good start or you're all over a team like you hear everything and it's loud and it's great it's so fun to play and it's uh I think like the Boston Montreal rivalry is in interesting because both fan bases are kind of similar as far as like their support. Like when your team is on, like that place gets so loud. Right. Both barns and like, and it goes the same way too. Like if you're in Montreal and we score a goal early, the place goes dead silent. Like teams could do the same thing to us if you're not on your game at home. So, um, but no, I love playing there. It was awesome. How's your time been? And you got the call up earlier this yeah. season. Yeah. You got to play at PPG Paints Arena. Yeah. Got one in. Got one in. <laughs> <laughs> got one in the paint camp. <laughs> How was that experience? <coughs> no, it was, was good. time up with the Penguins. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, obviously, I, this is a, a whole different kind of feel of an organization that I've had in the past. And, and it's it's been really cool. Um, the, the coaching staff up there is great. Um, they're really good with the young guys, the way they communicate with them and you know, the input that you get. And um, obviously there's, you know, a few extra coaches up there that kind of are specialty more for D and more for Fords. And um, so the feedback you get is really good, even throughout the games. And, um, you know, it was exciting to get to play. That was my first game I've ever played in PPG. Yeah. Uh, every time I came to Boston, I wasn't playing. So um, it was fun to play there. I think we won that game too. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool just to get in there and kind of see what all the, the Pittsburgh fans are about. I've wondered because you talk about the specialty coaches and Sergey Gonchar obviously – part of the you know defensive coaches for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But then you see guys like Mark Recchi on the bench as yeah. assistant coach. I mean, these are guys I grew up and watch and to watch. Oh, yeah. I grew up watching. And I imagine as a player, is that uh, – do you look over like, that's Mark Recchi or is that Sergey <laughs> Gonchar? Or is it just like, oh, this is my coach and it's it's fine, it's normal? It, it is weird. Like, you kind of catch yourself – like, when you first come in training camp, you're like, oh, wow, like, that's Gonchar. Like, that's Recchi. But they're so personable. Like, they're so easy to talk to that, like – you're kind of like that until they start talking to you, and you're like, oh, like he's just like a really nice guy. They're really yeah. easy to talk to. Yeah. Like they're f they're friendly, and they you know the way they approach you about stuff is awesome. So you kind of it's still there. And like if you like s take a step back and think about it, you're like, whoa, like these guys are Hall of Fame players. But um, the way they communicate with guys and they're you know very easy going around the rink. It's you kind of forget about it for moments, 
Yeah, that is a good point about both of those guys, that it, it would be easy to be starstruck by two players with Hall of Fame resumes, but they are both of them in their own, in their own ways, very personable. Like, Gaunch is a little bit more soft-spoken, but he's still super friendly, super accommodating, anything you need. It's a, it's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. All right. Good to know. I think, like, Recky, Bill Guerin. Gonchar. <laughs> oh, Garen's hard to talk to. Billy G, I mean, mm. just. Yeah, he's tough to, tough to get a conversation tough going. To oh, I know. Doesn't say a lot. Just, you know, <laughs> not from a stone. Not <laughs> You can't get a word out of the guy. But, uh, you know, <laughs> luckily there's some other guys in the organization. You can have some good conversations. Yeah, they pick up the slack for him. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he's not listening to this. Am I still on my job by week an- week's end? Uh, I want to go back to your time in Michigan a little bit because you met your wife. Mm-hmm. At school? Yep, at school. And so you've married your college sweetheart. I have, yeah. Oh. <laughs> such um, a tender moment. Such a tender moment. And her name is? Gina. Gina. Mm-hmm. She's a reporter out in Michigan? She is a sports broadcaster. Yep, out in, uh, she's in Flint right now. Um, NBC, ABC affiliate. Or NBC Fox affiliate, sorry. ABC was a previous job. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's going good. She she started in uh, Rochester. Um, kind of, I mean, you guys are probably pretty familiar with the with the rank, so you got to kind of yep. work everything up. Um, so she kind of started down there, had a lot, lot on her plate, um, ended up being the, the lead sports person there running the whole department, and then now she's kind of starting starting over in a new new market down in Flint, uh, a little bigger market. So um, still a lot on the plate, but she's having fun with it. She gets to go to the Michigan games and, you know, the football games, she's on the sidelines and the basketball games and all that. So she really enjoys that, and she likes doing the, the smaller, more personal pieces. They get to do the spotlight athlete stuff, and she does really well kind of – getting in and finding the backstory and making it like a really good emotional piece. Well, she was a former athlete herself. She yeah. volleyball, yep. played volleyball at Lakes Up. Yep. yep. So what, what was her position in volleyball? She was she was on the net. Was it uh, – I should know the name of this. This is bad. You just threw me under the bus. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> She's the one that went up and just smoked the ball at people. I don't know what the name of it is. <laughs> so is she just as tall as you are or she no, got some hops? She's, she's 5'11". But she could But jump. you got hops then. She yeah, she, get she up can there. jump. Yeah, she's athletic. She's still, she's uh, she was like sports her whole life. Her dad's a huge sports fan. Uh-huh. Okay, so he just she, that was bred in. So now she she probably knows more about sports other than hockey than I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> she loves. I mean, she'll play everything. Like I mean, this summer we do stuff all the time, any kind of sport, whatever, and like she'll go toe to toe with you. <laughs> she's not afraid to. So, well, <laughs> the thing that I saw on the internet was her kicking a forty-yard field goal. Oh yeah. Um, Yep. Prior to one of her uh, high school football segments, and she's done that multiple times too. She, we, we do. Uh, it's, there's a celebrity golf hunting up Marquette every year. We do for it's for a beneficent house up there. They take people in when you know, like like loved ones are in the hospital or an uh-huh. accident happens or something. They can't pay for it, so we go up there and do that every year. Um, Jay Feely and Steve Mariucci, the two guys that put it on, and he always has. They build up this big, like, it's a field goal but it's just built out of trees and they just put it next to one of the greens on the golf course. And when you really? go by, everybody gets a kick at it. And so her and Justin Florek's wife, uh, were like riding around the golf cart and they came up to our group right at that hole. And I was like, you can go kick for me, like whatever, it's fine. And it's like a 30 yarder from there. And she buried it. Drills it. Yeah. And so it goes into like a thing and like whoever they pull out of the hat that makes the field goal wins the Jay Philly football. So she was the one that actually won the football from kicking the field goal. And there's only like two people that made it the whole day, I guess. Really? Yeah. It's, it's funny because I think volleyball skills, field goal kicking skills. Not, yeah. It's the wrong limb. Yeah. <laughs> but still. <laughs> like wrong limb, wrong that's motion. Just, that's like, just an all-around athlete. Have you ever tried to kick a field goal before, OB? I have. From how far? What, 30 yards maybe? 25, 30, 30 standard usually. Yeah, you were saying you played soccer, so I imagine yeah. you could probably drill a few. I could one pretty good, yeah. See? No chance. 
<laughs> I've I've tried to do it before. I I'm like skipping pebbles. I can't get it up. <laughs> I can kick it, it far, but it just dribbles I across can get the it up, field. But it like goes pew pew just like lap, yeah, just spraying them like my golf shots. It's basically. so hard. <laughs> I can't do it. Though to be fair, I did get third place in the punt portion of the kick, pass, and punt competition Ooh. my middle school. I was going to say middle school Olympic yeah. field day. <laughs> yes. And you're still hanging on to that place. one. Is that on I, your resume? Oh, yeah. I, I should put that under uh, skills and, and attributes. <laughs> I can, That'd be great. Can you please do that? Oh, punt. I, I, I wonder if I could still reach 25 yards with my punt. That's a staple on any resume, I think. It I should know. be. Microsoft Third Word. Third place. I know. <laughs> like, uh, proficient in Microsoft Suite, PowerPoint, Photoshop and, and 25-yard punts <laughs> <laughs> when I was 12 years old. Yeah, exactly. I think it still counts. <laughs> no, it totally still counts. I, I'm going to update that as soon as we finish up this podcast. Anyway, oh. uh, this is good stuff. Ugh. So how are you guys handling the kind of the long distance? Because she obviously is yeah. very busy with her yeah. sports schedule. You're very busy with your hockey schedule. Yeah. Um, but I, I imagine it's something that – We've, yeah, we've been through it. it. Yeah, it's something that, you know, I, when we started dating, she was uh, she's from Sterling Heights, Michigan, um, which was relatively close to Novi when we were living there. Um, so when my, my family moved back, we kind of would go back and forth a little bit during the summers, kind of make it work. Um, luckily, when I signed, she was a year ahead of me in school. So when I signed in college or uh, in Providence, she was going to grad school for sports broadcasting. Okay. Um, she ended up going to BU. Oh, nice. So she was close Ooh. for... <laughs> I, so, I mean, it's I, cool. No, it's no cool. comment there, really, for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was she was close for that time, which is about a year and a half. She was there, um, and then when she was done, she went to Minnesota. So yeah, I mean, it's something we've just done uh, for I don't know how many years now, four or five years. So it's kind of a work in progress. It's something to figure out, but it's something where we're both like we're both doing something we love, and like I'm busy, she's busy all the time. And, like we have two dogs at home that she's with, and like you know. It's something where, like, she's not going to cut me off from playing hockey, obviously. And, like, right. I'm not going to tell her she can't do what she wants to do. So it's something that we just kind of made work. And, like, we have our give and takes. And, like, if I get to see her three or four times during the year, that's great. You know, if that's wow. what we get. And um, we make it work. And then, obviously, summers are a blast. So Where's where's summer home now? Uh, we're in Fenton, Michigan. Okay. Um, so, it's yeah, we just found out uh, Tenorti's wife actually grew up in Fenton on the same lake that we bought a house on. So, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of oh, small wow. world. But um, just like, a little small town south of Flint. First house, you know, exciting stuff. You're definitely an adult now. I it, Metabolism it all aside. It hit me within a week. I'm not kidding. This summer is something we talked about all the time. Then all of a sudden, it's like contract. She got a new job. We got another dog in February. Fought a house. Got married. And we were just like, whoa, what happened? This is <laughs> Our lives real. are happening right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, this is real. Like, what's going on? So, um, no, but it's been exciting. And it's fun for both of us. We get to go to, you know, all kinds of new places. And, you know, she gets to come see games sometimes in, you know, new new cities or whatever. And we get to live in, you know, I've been in California. We've been in Boston, Minnesota, Michigan, you know, wherever you name it. So right. um, it's been really cool so far. And it's something I think we've kind of turned from something that can be a negative into a positive where we get to do a lot of stuff that not normal people get to do, you know. Right. Were you trying to get back east a little bit? I mean, last year was in Ontario. Yeah, it's obviously a, a tough, uh, a tough season injury-wise, unfortunately yeah. for you. But when you got to the summer and kind of looking through that free agent process, were you trying to get back to this half of the country? Yeah, I mean, it's nice being close, but at the same time, as far as for us, like, it's like sometimes actually being on the west coast, the time change works out well because she works so late. She works like yeah, two to twelve. Yeah. So yeah. like, if I'm a couple hours earlier or something, I might be able to catch a show, or she can talk after a game or something. But um the distance isn't really it's all the same it seems like you know like if you're unless i'm in detroit like 
I'm I'm a drive away or flight away. So it's not something that's going to make a big difference for me and for her as well. Something we talked about was like, I want to get back to the NHL. Where's the best place I'm going to have a chance of doing that? And so that's kind of what the conversation boiled down to. And where I, where I have to go to get that done is the same thing as if she had to go to LA to work a job. Yeah, right. you know, it's like that's where your opportunity is at. That's where you got to go. So, so geography didn't really play into your thought process at no, all. No. Vancouver or Florida would have looked the same too. It was all yeah. about the NHL opportunity. Yeah. yeah, wherever wherever the chance is. Yeah, and you found it here with the Penguins. Yeah. Well, let's bring it to present day a little bit, and then this segues nicely into our next segment uh, called "Popping the Question." Oh yes, because it's timely and relevant. This question we received, but Nick, why don't you explain to Zach what's going on right now? Zach. Every week on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, we have our previous episode's guest leave a blind question oh. for the next episode's guest. So Can they I know don't who know. Left it? We'll, we'll tell you eventually. Okay. Yeah, okay. But so they, they don't know who they're actually asking the question to. And the question is about anything in the world. Oh, boy. So it's a potpourri category question about anything in the world. Are you prepared to have the question pop to you? I don't know if I'm prepared, but I'm here. My book of knowledge. Yeah, you don't is have a choice. Slim. Well, it's it's not like trivia. It's yeah. just it's oh, kind okay. of like yeah. uh, your opinion. Oh or yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, let's yeah. go. I can ramble. Okay, there we go. Ob, would you like to pop the question? I will pop the question, and it's timely. It's relevant. What is the best prank you've ever seen? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Well, it has yet to be seen because it's coming down next week. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, oh oh no. man, I could probably tell you Everyone's this too because be he's not going to listen to this. Ped, there's no way Ped's is listening to this. Uh, just so I'll give a quick background here. Me and Padan have been doing some. Like, he started it first of all. Of course he did. We, li- we are changing stalls are next to each other. One day he took my my underwear out of my stall and like all my clothes and put them in everyone else's stalls. <laughs> so I ended up going home wearing no underwear that day. So I was like, okay, put that in the back pocket, ready to go. <laughs> Like, some little stuff in between. I put a picture in his stall, signed, two peds, you know, like, good luck, whatever. He puts one, plasters it on the front of mine, a bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> so yesterday, I took his door off his hinges and hit it. <laughs> and then he did the same to me today and parked my car at the very end of the parking lot and took my parking spot. Not cool. No, that's definitely not <laughs> that's, cool. That's crossing a line, perhaps. But no, I, I'm going to let it cool down here. We, we, we have a peace treaty through the games, so no pranks will take right, place busy from, weekend, you from know? now until Sunday afternoon. No pranks. Um, but I do have a pretty sizable prank in the works for next week. I'll so, say that. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, okay. okay. Now, is this series of pranks the best you've ever seen, or is there one from teams past, college, <laughs> up in Providence? Prank wars are tricky because there's always that guy that you don't know. Is he going to take this too far? Sure. Yeah. Like you're just waiting to walk out one day and like your car's turned upside down or something. Like and it's like, <laughs> okay, this isn't funny anymore. Yeah. Like, my car's like, upside down. I don't down. know how to flip my car back over. Yeah. Or like <laughs> somebody puts your clothes in the shower and it's like, hey, that's great, but now like my clothes are wet. Yeah. So we got a pretty good medium going right now where it's stuff that's good, but not too much. Okay. I think this is probably the longest it's gone without somebody just snapping and doing something stupid. Yeah. And we're going to have to insist on the fans that do listen to the podcast. Nobody give Andre Pita the heads up. Oh, no, 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 no heads no, no. up. We, this is, you are in the inner circle right now. This is a trade behind trust. the curtain. Yes. Pinky swear. <laughs> I want everyone to put their pinkies out and swear right now. We should make a new update to the show. You should have a, at the end of the show, it should be the, Trotman Banan Prank Wars updates. Ooh, oh, yeah. We we third segment? This week in Prank we War might. News. We <laughs> this have. week in Prank War News. I like that a lot, actually. Write it down. Yeah. We're, we're going to get a sponsor for this. Yeah. It's going to be great. Obi has a little notepad out. He's writing down notes. So we've got Prank War update. Oh, yeah, You're going to update go. your resume. Yes. <laughs> what else? Any other to-dos from the podcast? We'll figure out as we'll, we keep we'll, going yeah, on. We'll keep going. So let me ask you this. Why do you think Peds, Andre Pita, yeah. if he started it, <laughs> quote unquote 
Facts. Why do you think he honed in on you? I well, I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with I was next to Actually, you know what? I think he thought I did something to his stall, so he did it to mine. So it actually initially started by somebody else doing something to him, and then he did it to me. Do I feel know? like that's how a lot of prank wars start. Somebody misfires on who they thought yeah, started it. It was misdirected. Yeah. So who's patient zero here? I don't we know. don't know. That's the thing. I got my eyes on Kevin Churchman because he's a little under the radar. He just acts like he's harmless, but I know I know differently. Sneaky. Yeah. He, you know what? You underestimate behind that no, smile. No, he just kind of wanders around, does his own business, and doesn't let nobody points fingers at him, right? He's, he's just smiling all the time. He's got us all tricked. He's got us all fooled. Yeah. <laughs> but I know better. I know, I know better. You know him from college. You know him from college. Mm -hmm. And actually, that I'll ask you this question now because when we had Kevin on the podcast earlier, we asked him for some stories about you from college. Oh, boy. Hey, he did, he did not hold back. <laughs> he did not hold back at oh, all. No. So, no, here's a chance for retaliation for you. <laughs> You you got any dirt on a uh, churchy oh, from man. college? I, honestly, I don't really know what I do. See, I, he had the benefit of I was there for two years before he came in, so all the guys were there already had stories about me to tell him. Okay. So I'm sure he got stories even after I was gone. He was only I was only with him for a year, so I've only right. got and I, he was in the dorms that year too. So I don't know if I really have any uh, any good pay dirt on him. I don't. That's you're such all, a weak spot. I'm so vulnerable. Well, but that, yeah, but that's like. That goes back to your mantra you were talking about before, that he just kind of flies under the radar. Yeah, just has he doesn't smile. give you anything to use. I got no ammo on him. I got to go do some digging. Okay. Go ahead and the dark web, see mm -hmm. if there's any Kevin yeah. Churchman stories kicking around. You got to have something just in your back pocket ready to go just yeah, in case. Yeah, you don't have you know? to use it, but you got to have it in the tool. Remember that weekend in Tijuana? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we said we never talk about that. <laughs> well, we're talking about took, it now. Yeah, you took the door <laughs> off my stall. No, anyway. <laughs> That's what it's going to come to eventually, so... I hope I see. Oh God, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the prank I would want to see. I want to tell you so bad. It's I just know. burning a hole in my pocket right now. But no, you know, well, I, 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 wanna, I it. want it yeah. to be. I, I want it to be new oh. and surprising. I don't want to know ahead of time. It will present the prank war update later yeah. on. So that's yeah. like we won't that, leave the people. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't want to ruin it for the people. Exactly. I don't hear this. That's exactly. like getting a surprise birthday present, but then <laughs> asking what it is ahead of time. Like no, yeah. no, surprise me. Yeah. Anyway, all right. It's time for our next segment as we transition from Kevin Churchman college stories that we don't know about <laughs> so this is called the three on three okay and what has happened here is madison nickel the video coach and our graphic designer jason vogel have created categories random categories that we have not seen nick and mm -hmm. i you basically pick the category out of this oh no this helmet <laughs> oh, i spilled, them, I spilled all the categories <laughs> so while Obi's cleaning up the categories you'll pull one out you'll read the category aloud and we all have to present our top three things in this given category okay so now to be fair our first couple weeks we've had some great categories the last two weeks have been they got really like yeah. existential yeah. and deep kind of almost misfires but we'll, we'll see call it misfires we had fun with it anyway we like very fun. detailed like very descriptive on what it had to no, be no like what or? two weeks ago with uh with uh, chris summers we had um who inspires you yeah like that's that's pretty like that is pretty deep, deep. And intense yeah, yeah. Exactly. i really do like what's your favorite candy bar yeah well that that could be in there that's really. what that's what most of them had been previously and last week with christian thomas who got left real. you the question last time no it was best brands of toilet paper yeah. I don't even know what toilet paper I buy. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. we threw that out the window and had to pick a second <laughs> yeah. category. Because we could only think of three. <laughs> Whichever one's three. on the show? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Really, the one next to me is the most important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully we won't have to repick now. Right. Zach, please right. pick right. the three-on-three three category. There you oh, go. That's a long one. Read it aloud, if you would. Funniest chirps directed at you or a teammate. <sighs> I hate chirps. You hate chirps? I'm the guy that somebody says something to me, and I'm just like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got nothing to come back with. N- no, you are. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I'm rubber, you're glue. <laughs> oh, mm. man. Top three chirps. chirps. But I guess it is opened up for best you've heard, too. It doesn't even have to be at you. That's true. That's true. And now that you're in a locker room with Tom Sestito, there's plenty of ammo there. <laughs> He's been missing, though. He hasn't been around that That's much. That's true. Um, oh, let's see. I've seen guys grab the back of jerseys, like spin them around. Yeah. The guys are in, like, a little scrum. Like, who, who are you? Who are you? Like, turn around, like, look at the back of their jersey. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, you always get the guys from the bench. There would be some, somebody on the ice for a face-off on the power play. Who, who'd you pay to get out here? How'd you get power play time? <laughs> that's a good one. Me and Pads always fire back the, hey, hey, bud, don't worry. You'll be better tomorrow. You'll be better tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Have the best practice of your life. You walk off, somebody says it to you. You're like, oh, come on. Uh those are good ones. Yeah, there's uh, there's, a, there's just so many. You're so desensitized to it. Like, if somebody said that to, like, someone normal, they'd probably be like, oh, man, like, that was mean. Yeah. But for <laughs> us, we're just like, whatever. Like, I don't care. Has been a good on-ice chirp that you've heard this season so far? I don't – honest – I was we were talking about this the other day. I don't think anyone has said a word to me on the ice this year. Really? Yeah, no one said anything. Maybe it's because they know I'm just not going to say anything back. I don't know. Well, like, no, maybe like, like Tito to – Yeah, I haven't heard a word. It. You haven't heard nothing? I don't hear anyone talk. I don't know if it's just because I'm – out of breath all the time, and I can't even think about that, or <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. You got other stuff on your mind. I now. haven't heard a lot of chirping really this year. I'm trying to think of chirps against me. Against you? Yeah, I get chirped about my broadcasting lot. It, well, rightfully so. Yeah, uh, hazard of the trade, I suppose. The hazard of trade. Um, every time I stumble, like not every time, but if I stumble in real life, you're like yeah, it's just like your broadcast. That cuts deep. Yeah, I yeah. know. A little, that's, a like, little oh. yeah. <laughs> that's a little gutty. That's a little gutty. Well, usually that, that chirp is in response to something I've chirped. Oh, um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It's usually a retaliatory yeah. chirp. He's, he is known around the often, office as Killshot O'Brien. <laughs> so that if you come after OB, he's ready with something to come back with. Like, yeah. like you were saying, you got to have something in the back pocket. Especially OB always be, has something in the back if pocket. If you're the kill shot of the office, you got to have it ready to go at all times because you know you got a target on your back. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, yep. well, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One catches you out of left field every once in a while. The, hey, the, like, the, oh. kill, the kill shot that gets me a lot is when I'm like, hey, um, is Nick going to be in a broadcast? You can sound good this weekend. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's way smarter than I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes He'll me sound there. so good. He will definitely be there. Oh, uh, what about you, Nick? You got any uh, I'm chirps? trying to think. Me, me and my buddies back in high school when we played hockey together, we were ruthless. We were ruthless with each other. Like, there was the unspoken thing, like, Nothing was too far because it was us. Like, we right. were the group. We're cool. But now I can't think of any of them. Yeah, I think when you're younger, you definitely run your mouth a lot Oh, more. yeah. I mean, like, midgets, even college, I was nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if maybe it's just the game's faster and now your brain doesn't have time to think about anything except for where is that puck and wh- who am I supposed to be covering that maybe not right now. Maybe you just matured as a person, Zach. Uh, you know, I'd like to say that, <laughs> but I think you can ask a couple guys on the team and I'm still an absolute yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely blanking right now, though, because we, we were ruthless. Absolutely yeah. ruthless. I'm trying to. Th- I mean, throwing out the barbs. I've you know gotten tangled in myself on the other side. I can't think of too oh, many. This right is now. one of those categories where I know it'll be like <laughs> the middle of the night or something like that. I'll be lying in bed. I'll be like, oh, I remember when someone said this and it was hilarious, but it'll be too late. Oh yeah, oh, that's a shame. Do you want to pick another category or sh- no? We've no. done that last week. Oh, or do we pick? Because we made more categories than we'll have episodes. Like, we intentionally made we could do another extra. One. Okay, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. We're, we're setting a precedent this now. We're just going to keep doing this. This is just a fun chirping conversation. Second OT. But you have to pick it now. I have to pick it. Oh, you pick it now. Oh, yes. 
That's lengthy. That is lengthy. <laughs> it's got to okay. be good, though. <laughs> it, I, because of the extra note that was tacked onto it. Okay. <laughs> Animals you would not want to be trapped alone in a cage with. The top three animals you would not want to be trapped alone in a cage with, excluding, this is the bonus note, Harambe, rest in peace, sweet <laughs> prince. <laughs> Whoever wrote that should get, like, a cookie or something. Yeah. So, yes, Fantastic. rest in peace, Harambe, oh. but the top three animals you would not want to be trapped in a cage with. Oh. Hmm. Lion. I mean, does Harambe rule out all gorillas, or can we still no, say gorilla? Because I do not want to be in a cage like with a gorilla. Like a silverback gorilla? Nope. Not touching it. That thing would rip me to pieces. Oh, if it wanted to, for sure. I feel like an alligator would not be great. Eh. Oh, I'm no. Not, I'm not worried about alligators. Snake. No. Oh, my God. Biggest fear of my life, snake. Come on. You could put me in there with a thousand tarantulas. Don't care. You put a little, like, gardener snake in there? Mm-mm. Really? See, I will weep like a baby. No snakes. No snakes. Indiana Jones. I got a great story for this. Okay. Dude, can I tell us? Yeah, yeah go sure. ahead. By all means. We were in, we were, it was end of the season. We had some friends come out and visit. Uh, my wife was living with me, so we went down, like, took them out Hollywood and stuff. And we're walking down the strip. And uh, I was, like, I was standing right next to her. And she was, like, tapping my shoulder, tapping my shoulder. And I'm like, what? And she's like, look. And some dude with a giant anaconda around his neck had walked, like, right by me. But I didn't see it, I guess. And so she pointed to it, and I saw it from, like, five feet away, and my I just, like, panicked. I literally sprinted about 50 yards to the nearest opening. I was laughing and, like, crying hysterically. I lost my – I lost it right, lost in the, your right in the middle of public, just losing it. See, for me, snakes, like, I see – like, you can see these things online, like, viral clips, like, what snake venom does to blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if a, mm. if a black mamba or, like, an adder got you, like, oh, wait, you're – your blood basically turns solid now, and you're going to die quickly. Yeah, gameplay. pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Done. No, yeah, I don't like them. There's nothing good about snakes. I don't like Nothing snakes. good. They don't have legs. No, that's nothing true. Nothing should not have legs on land. And that can still move. And still moves. And wants to bite you for no reason. He, he makes a compelling argument. It's not for no reason. He's more scared it of you than you are. That is not true. <laughs> that's not true. I'm scared of him. You don't see me reaching down trying to bite him. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's hey, I'm scared of you. I'm going to stick my head really close to you. No, get away from me and leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to die. Maybe that's what we need to do. We as humans need to evolve and just bite back, and then they'll leave us alone. I don't think that's a winning war. <laughs> eh, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, debatable. I'll, I'll report back to you on that. I'll, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I'll, okay, well, I'll, I'll start it off. When and, he uh, disappears, we know what happened. When we get to 2018-19 season, is Nick back this year? Nope. Local no. Man. <laughs> Local man <laughs> dies at snake exhibit at zoo. <laughs> Tried to bite a... He tried, to Cobra. he tried to evolve. <laughs> yeah. How'd that go? Sir, what hey. are you trying to do? I'm trying to evolve. Reach for the stars. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, I'm, I'm actually going back to this. I'm on your side, uh, OB, with, with the alligators slash crocodiles because they are – they're territorial, first of all, and they got all them sharp teeth. And if they get you in the right way, it's like insta-kill. Yeah. It's insta-kill. Well, insta-kill's fine. It's when it's not insta-kill that starts to Well, that's the me. other thing, because uh, I'm assuming, oh, this is what we need to play. We always need to ask these important questions. If you're in the cage with the alligator, are you fighting on land, or is there, like, a water portion to it for the alligator to, like, lay in wait? He can go sit in the water. I don't care. I'm no, hanging out on the land. that's bad, because then he'll drag you in there, and then you might die slow death drowning. No, no, no. That alligator isn't dragging me anywhere. First of all, they can only run in a straight line, right? They're fast. So if he comes out, you just, like, oh, sidestep. Speaking hop. of underwater cage, I don't want to be trapped no, I'm and not I saying underwater. <laughs> yeah, but, but well, I'm saying with water. I don't be. Tra- uh, it's, it's a cage. If I'm trapped in a cage underwater, no shark. 
No, but shark. I just swim out of the cage. Then. It depends on the no, shark. No, but you're trapped though. in the cage. Because there are some sharks With that a are shark. docile. A oh, gray no, no, white no. shark no, is no. not going to be docile. It's going to destroy me. Yeah. Uh, Have you not seen the Jaws? Yeah, they kill you. Yeah, that's also a fake movie. Is it though? Is it though? <laughs> no. Is it? <laughs> it's actually breaking based news. On it's a documentary <laughs> based on a true story. Of a, of a dumb mayor who wouldn't close the beach. <laughs> no, see, the only reason alligators don't freak me out is because you know, one, they can only move in a straight line quickly. Two, you know that if you hold their mouth, their opening, like their opening muscles, are very weak. So, like, you can are hold. Are they really? Yeah, that's why you always see like the alligator, like in the crocodile guys. They, they always go to like sidestep them, get on top of them, and then close their mouth because they literally like they're not going to fight you to open it. They can't open it. Really? Do you, you want to hear a alligator myth? Yes. The side-to-side -side thing is not really true at all. They can move just as quickly laterally yeah, as they can. But they're not catching a human. But that's oh, a, but fast. that's the thing. Yeah, they can, if you just run a straight line, like you're faster than an yeah, alligator. Yeah, I'm going to Humans can outrun alligators. Like I would rather, you, I would love to have it charging at me because that's the easiest way to get away from it. But you just look at it and you go, Foomp, and then it's like, oh no, but the tiny little cage. legs aren't going to sidestep me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no that little tiny little legs. Like, what's he gonna do? It's little little T-Rex arms. You know, get arms. You know what's another uh, one that's like a little sleeper pick? Hippopotamus. Hippos are violent. Ooh. Hippos are violent. They're territorial. They are like, If you get too close, they don't like you. They can crush you physically or in their mouth. They won't eat you, but they'll just crush you. See, that might be a way out though. You, you like get the hippo to charge at you, and then like sidestep and he like breaks a hole in the cage and get out. Ooh. Ooh. jokes on you. Jokes on you, hippo. <laughs> Zach's trying to find I, all I the th loopholes. I thought yeah. I thought hippos only ate marbles. Hungry, hungry hippos. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, they won't. They won't eat you. They'll spit you out and then just go for the marbles. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> I know they are aggressive. snakes, alligators. We're. I mean, we're missing some great. I'm, I, I mean, said I'm lion at the start. Like that's basic, sure. but yeah, you don't want to get a lion, a snake. Is there a specific kind of snake, like boa constrictor, no. just any anything? Snake. Okay. No, boa we're constrictor. We're reaching like I poop my pants and pass out. Yeah. And like if you see a gardener snake or something, then I just run away and cry. Okay. All right. Well, we've learned a lot about Zach here yeah. today. So yeah. your top three would be snake, 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 snake. snake. <laughs> okay. Three different variants. <laughs> of Pretty snake. much snake, snake, snake. What are, what are you going with? I'm be? going with snake, mm -hmm. uh, shark. That of course, allowing for the underwater cage. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's trapped not, that's not inside. Fun. Yeah, that's not fun at all. Um. Oh, what would I not want to be trapped in? Like a bat. Oh, what about a bear? Yeah, you saw you, what's a revenant? Like if you have like a two-week starved bear in there with you. Yeah, bear is no. Good. That I'm thing. Thinking, what's something with claws? Bear. Bears. Just like, <laughs> a bear. Yeah, bear. Wolves. <laughs> I was, uh, well, yeah, wolves. I think I could. Ooh, like, wolves I, are pretty, I could take a wolf. Those things are like you could take. They're a like wolf. 250 pounds. Those things are huge. I could take. Yeah. A, I, I could punch, I could punch a wolf. For a little bit. Yeah, bear. okay, you punch a wolf once, and I don't then know. he I just comes right back. I think wolf's up there is something I don't think I could take. Yeah. I might be able to put so up a fight briefly, but, like, that thing would just... They're quick and agile. All their, paw, all their paws have claws, and they have their teeth. So, like, even if you, like, keep its mouth from you, it's like... And then you got, like, a big shred on your side. It's like, oh, fun. I'm going lion, hippopotamus... <laughs> I'm sticking with that. Those things are mean. And they are giraffe. cranky. I'm, th I'm thinking no. smaller. Like, what about, like, a cage full of scorpions? But yeah, it's not full of. Be fun. Just one. But thing. if you just had one scorpion, they won't. They won't, sting like you, they won't sting you though scorpion. if you're cool. What about those big like Komodo dragon things that are like oh. like the giant lizards? Those yeah. are poisonous too, right? They are fast. I think they are. Those things rip around too. It's creepy. Yeah. It's like a snake with legs. They like they still like <laughs> wiggle, but their legs are tiny. But they're okay. But th because they have legs, they're okay. I'm okay with them because they have legs. <laughs> yeah, okay. They just don't slither. That is so unnatural. Ugh. There's some big spiders in Australia too. 
like eh, humongous. I don't, but spiders are just like that's the thing. Like I'm not freaked I feel like out they're by not spiders. Bite you either. Like unless yeah, you, you do something you to really piss them, them off. Yeah. yeah, you stay away from them. They'll be cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So snakes, snakes, snakes. <laughs> You're going I'm lion. Going oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm going crocodile. No, what did I say? Shark. Shark. Crocodile. Uh huh. And I'll go with. I'm gonna steal the Komodo dragon Ooh. there. I think it depends on the size of the cage, but I will also steal crocodile slash alligator and go lion hippopotamus. I love the hippo. The hippo. I do not want to mess with those card. things. I do not want to mess with them. They could literally, like, the, the way their mouth, they're they could probably eat you in one. I wonder how big their jaws are actually in real life. Like their mouth, how big. It, they're it, gigantic. Like, it's huge, but yeah. you only see it in video. You don't see it like, you don't see it like in next person, to a person yeah. standing next to it. Like, hey. hey. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm you right right eat that to the whole hippo. person in yeah. one bite. You're not going to get that close to a hippo. What about gorillas out? We're. I think, I mean, I think less terrifying. Like I think gorilla and bear, right? Well, like as far as dying a very ravenous, quick death, that would be up there for sure. I don't think that'd be quick at all. A gorilla? Yeah. I think they'd tear no, you apart in about two minutes. If he wanted to take you out, because that's the other thing too, you could get lucky and get a friendly one. <laughs> you could get lucky, but if <laughs> yeah. you get unlucky, then if he wants to take you out, he's taking you out. He's uh, not going to mess around. I feel around. like there's going to be a lot of broken bones, like torn limbs. That's a lot I'm more like violent way of yeah. Yeah. getting killed, I think. Yeah, as opposed to like a shark just being like. Yeah, but I think that thing, sharks are just yeah, rag all you around and drown you, though. Yeah. That's so actually, yeah. snake might be the best way to go. Like, you're going to be done in like seconds. No, boa constrictor, just snake. If I go out from a snake bite, I would be so mad. Because you know that thing's just going to bite you and then run away. And then you're like, yeah, oh, do cool. Nothing like, else. Yeah. You just came up and killed me in two minutes and you just ran away. I came yeah. and beat you up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No payback. Like, it's like the guy on the ice that comes up and tomahawks you in the back of the leg and then changes. You're like, oh, you <laughs> son of a. <laughs> it's exactly like that. That's exactly like and that. And he slithers back to the bench. Yeah, he slithers back to the bench. And we bring it back to hockey as we always do. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, the guy who tomahawks you yeah. in the back of the leg. Yeah. Slithers I don't want to be trapped in a cage with that guy. I'd love to be trapped in a cage with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he has nowhere to go. There's no bench yeah, in the cage. I can't run anymore. <laughs> Top three guys I want to be trapped yes. in a cage with that guy. guy that hacks you in the back of the legs. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Zach, I feel like we've kept you here long enough considering we have a three-game, three-day weekend coming up. And uh, let me ask you, because you've played college hockey, I feel like the Penguins have had a college hockey schedule over the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. You're getting in the thick of things now. How's it feeling getting ready for this weekend? It's good. It's good. I'm sure this weekend I'll hurt a little bit. Uh, but then it, it kind of helps having having the, the next six games are piled on pretty closely after I think it's like 12 days or something like that. So. Um, once you, you like that? Yeah, once you get in a rhythm, it's it it's almost harder when you're doing it like this right now, where you, you kind of like get in a rhythm on the weekend, and then you have a day or two off, and then you got to practice all week, and then it's like, okay, here we go back into games. Um, I think when you're kind of playing all the time, your mind just kind of stays in that same game mode, and your body kind of adjusts and it sets there. Um, so I think the next two weeks will be good once we get through this this three and three. Well, sounds good. We'll let you get to it. Thank you for joining us here during the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. Good luck this weekend. Good luck the rest of the season. And especially good luck with whatever your response is to Andre Pedan this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best of luck in the prank war. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Well, fans out there, make sure you come on down Friday for an Eyewitness News Fan Friday. As Milwaukee Admirals in town. Tickets just $14 and select draft beers just $2 from 6 to 7.30 p.m. And Saturday when the Rochester Americans skate into northeastern Pennsylvania will be our teddy bear toss night. Make sure you bring your new stuffed animals on down to Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza. We're going to toss them onto the ice after the Penguins' first goal and all that goes to benefit Operation Santa through the Toby Hanna Army Depot. 
one last time for Zach Trotman and Nick Hart. Nick, say bye. Bye, folks. Stay away from hippos. <laughs> As always, I'm Mike O'Brien. Thanks for listening in. We'll see you next week. This is the